Do you like working with your hands, or have you ever considered a career working in a refinery? The Applied Process Technology Program at Ashland Community and Technical College might be for you. After completing the APT program, students have multiple options to pursue as process technicians in general industry. Many of our graduates go to work in refineries or power plants. Multiple degree, diploma, and certificate options are available, and the program can be completed in two years by maintaining full-time status. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. For more information, visit ashland.kctcs.edu. Coming to you from Ashland Community and Technical College, this is From the Den. I'm your host, Scott Martin. Joining me today, uh, no stranger to, to uh, the Ashland Community and Technical College, an associate professor here, been here 12 years, right? John Joy, who is, uh, uh, you have all these awards and stuff. You've done cool things. Hey, I'm just, I'm impressed. I'm gonna kind of read these off. They're a four-time First Among Peers Teaching Excellence Award winner. Mm -hmm. That's, that's impressive. You've taught here at ACTC for 12 years. Uh, you're an associate professor of English writing for the college. Uh, but, but along with that, uh, you've written plays, uh, children's stories, taken a, a swing or two at poetry, mm -hmm. right? Right. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I mean, it is. It seems like it should be easy, and, and, and it's not. And uh, most of the people tuning in, who are, are fans of the uh, Ashland Beacon have followed your column, uh, Read Me a Bedtime Story, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. So, so there's, there's a lot. Oh, yeah. And you have a, you have a podcast uh, that's like award-winning as well, uh, Professor Theo's Mystery Lab Podcast. So where did Professor Theo come from? What's that? Professor Theo came from, now that's a, um, a podcast of the children's stories that appear okay. in The Beacon. Right. And so a few years ago, we were looking for a, a way to kind of bring all those stories mm -hmm. together. And, and we had the idea that maybe they all have to do with this professor who's, you know, engaged in bizarre experiments in a science lab at a nearby university. And I like that. I asked my, my son, who writes a lot of these stories with me and gives me ideas, what should the professor's name be? And he said, Theo. Why not? Yeah. So it's so, Professor so, Theo. So it fits. It, right. It hit right. immediately and stuck. Yeah. So yeah. to speak. So so you know, getting getting people to write. You know, it's I guess the first step back is getting people to read. It seems like no mm -hmm. one reads anymore, but we do. I mean, some of it it's it's on your phone and stuff, but just reading for the pleasure of reading uh, is is that making a comeback? Because it seems like to me it might be. It's making a comeback, I think, by way of non-traditional form. You know, audiobooks and right. podcasts are, are right. very popular. And um, I, I have students who read, and, you know, they're reading um, fairly regularly. But, but I think audiobooks and podcasts have really taken over and kind of changed yeah. the way people are absorbing literature. Now. Yeah, it's changed, and it changes e even our, our travel. I, re I remember when audiobooks first came out, I was a big fan of going to the library, you know, and if I was curious about the Civil War or, or whatever it was, I, I would get the audiobooks, and then we were going to be on a long trip. We listened to it, much to the chagrin of my kids sometimes. Right. But but I thought that was important, and and especially like when you're traveling by yourself, those are great because it keeps your brain engaged mm -hmm. and you'll stay awake. If you're traveling late at night, 
and I've done a lot of that in my lifetime. You know, you, you have to keep your brain engaged. And for me, uh, podcasts or, or talk radio, but now, you know, with, with, uh, with the audio that we have in cars, you can pull up podcasts. You know, mm-hmm. you know it's, it, everything's changed. So you're right. To your point, uh, y- you can listen to whatever you might be wanting to hear about while you're traveling, while you're home, while you're at work, right? Right. I, I taught a class at Elliott County. Uh, mm-hmm. for years from, from here, from ACTC, and I would drive out to Elliott County, and that's an hour each way. Right. And I think I've checked out every audiobook our library has <laughs> because I was listening to library books, you yeah. know, two days a week. I was in my car two hours going out there. And yeah. Back. But, but it, it again, it, it strengthens, uh, I, I guess, your, your intellectual con- conceptualizing of, you know, if you're listening to mm-hmm. something, then all of a sudden you have that movie playing in your head. Right. You know, you're seeing it, you're feeling it whether it's the Civil War, whether it's, you know, a book about mobsters. It doesn't matter. All of a sudden, you, you become kind of in it. Right. And some people have a hard time focusing on words on a page or words on a screen, right. but but can focus much more when they when they hear the words come to life. Right. And especially with a lot of audiobooks, it's, you have the author sharing right. you know, their words and their stories, and that kind of brings it to life in, in a much different kind of Yeah, it makes way. it more real. Right. It really does. So, so in teaching writing, and, and and let's start like from from grade school level up. I mean, you, you first have to to capture their ability, the the, the child's uh, ability to to bring ideas to life on paper. Is that is that kind of how you're doing this? Yes, um, kind of. Children are very imaginative. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're constantly playing and coming up with stories sure. and, ex, you know, extravagant characters. And and so if you can channel that into art and into writing, yeah, their, their ideas are almost endless. So, and, and I guess that then would lay the groundwork or the framework, rather, for for children of all ages. Right. So you're just trying to, to grab it and nurture that along as as they grow is that right and i think we tend to lose that when we get older you know and so tapping back into that you know if you're a student here mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. when you're older uh is is the important thing i don't think we ever lose it but we we kind of get away from it the older right. we get we get distracted and we get into other things but but i think at, at an older age uh kind of encourage whether that's 20 or 80 uh I always tell students, you know, everybody has a story to tell, right. but but not everybody takes the time to, to put it down on paper. Right. So if you can if you can approach it that way, but also try to tap into that creativity and imagination that we naturally have when we're five, six, seven years old, then, then right. you really have some some building blocks. The criminal justice program at Ashland Community and Technical College prepares students for police, corrections, or security careers. There are job opportunities at the local, state, and federal levels. Multiple degree, diploma, and certificate options are available, and the program can be completed in just two years. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. For more information, visit ashland.kctcs.edu. So it's, I guess your challenge then is, is to, and I'm reminded all of a sudden of a great songwriter, Harry Chapin, who was a, who was a storyteller, and he always told this story about, uh, you know, his, his students in class, because he taught up in New York. Would come in with these great ideas for songs, and his job was to pull that song out of them. So you have to pull that story out of them, right? Right, and right. and 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 help it along. I, you know, 
uh, there's there's a, a lot of great examples of, of Chapin's work, but many of them, you know, started out as it was a student song, and not many, but a few right. started out as as a student song, and he goes, All right, I'm going to give you a few months with this, right. and then I'm going to finish it. So I would guess there are times you're going to have to step in and say, okay, look, you, you've gotten through three quarters of this, mm-hmm. but, but now you got to kind of wrap this this baby up, right? right? I mean, is that that's part and of the process too? It is, and, and removing the obstacles that stand between them and finishing whatever that may be. Right. Like a lot of the times – the, the issues that I see with student writers, it's it's not uh, it's not that they don't have the skill set or, or the work ethic. It's right. often a, like a confidence level. So you can give them sure. if you can give them confidence in their work, then you can remove you know those barriers to help right. get them that last quarter right. of the way. Right to give them their swagger. Right. You know because right. it, it's it's like with artists. You know they they have to have their swagger or they're not right. they're not going to do as you know they're not going to take it the whole way. Right. So you're you're essentially. Doing that, so let me ask you this: as 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 you work with with uh, students of, of all of all ages, and and our society is a different one now. We are instant gratification. We are boom, boom, boom. Everybody's got their phone. There, you know, I, we miss events because we're there with our phone and we're trying to look at the event through the right. phone instead of just setting the phone down and, and absorbing it. Does does that affect? Has that changed? Uh, writing and writers as they go down this trail. It does. And one of the things I, I like to do with my students, at least once a semester, we'll go outside and, and I tell, you know, put everything away sure. and just sit down and write about your surroundings, what you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you feel, yeah. and kind of live in that moment. Because we're often, if we're not in our phones, we're rushing to get to, to work or the next class or something. Right. We never, we, we very rarely stop and just kind of live in the moment and consider and think about the things right. around us. And, and that's a good way to, to kind of get past that and, and to break through. And, and, and it's a fun descriptive writing activity too. So, so, so bringing them, because in that moment is different than right. when we were kids. Yeah. Because now everything, and that's a, that's a broad brush, but it seems like uh, everybody's trying to impress everybody with what they post or what they show. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just living in that moment, this is what I'm doing. You got to take it up a notch. And, and, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a very different thing than when I grew up. So how do you channel that around so that they, as a writer, uh, can, can still, uh, feel proud of what they're doing and, and, and maybe stay competitive as, as, as it would feel to them as they're growing. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's different. And I think just, yeah, you you have to approach things in a completely different way because you know we're so much busier now and we're so much tied more tied to our screen. So sure. you know, if you can break away and practice something, you know, students like that activity, and because it's something completely different right, right. than what they typically do, and the end result of that that outside writing activity often ends up sounding very poetic. You know, and right. so a student who thought well, in a million years I'd I never write this. poetry. Yeah, yeah. well, read what you just wrote, and all of a right. sudden, because that's what poetry is—it's about our senses and what's around us and the emotional impact of that. Um, but yeah, it's just a, a way of finding a, a different way in to channel, you know, our, our energies into to writing and to to get us away from the distractions that kind of. I don't know if that makes sense. No, but that, it, yeah. that actually does make sense, and and it. Uh, you know, as, as we talk about poetry, because you said uh, you, you've taken a large attempt at right. writing poetry, but it, it is difficult. 
It is. And that's why I put attempts at poetry, because I feel confident in, in my ability to write, you know, a story for kids or a play. Mm -hmm. But my poems, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm still attempting right. poetry. Uh, I, but I enjoy it. And that's that's the key. I, I would think family functions around you, like when all your kids' friends come over, mm -hmm. they can't wait to hear a story. Right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. because I, I bet you can take them on a real adventure yeah. and bring them back. And, and they got to, and, and they never left their beanbag chair. Right. You know, it, which is important. That, that's that's an important part uh, of growing up. So I would think uh, your, your storytelling is <laughs> uh, top shelf stuff. Well, and that's what kids do. You know, when they're together, they're not, I mean, sometimes they're glued to their screens. But, but, sure. But, you know, just as often they're off playing and they're making up. Characters, characters and stories and dragons and knights and and um that's what they do their minds are constantly in play mode right. um so and that's why they enjoy you know hearing those stories right. and telling those stories well I, I say that because uh and i'll just personal story here uh my brother-in-law uh dave from the time the kids were very tiny when all the families together and it was bedtime and they were all like in one room on all these mattresses. He mm -hmm. would tell these outrageous stories and you know, the barn flips up, uh, upside down and they flew and then they landed, you know, it was, yeah. and, and so my kids now are, are grown and they remember every one of those stories. And they remember that as just an amazing part of their childhood, not just that one story that one night Dave told, yeah. you know, uncle Dave said it was, it was, an adventure that they were all on together mm -hmm. and they've remembered all of them. And that's a great part of their childhood. And I, I, th I think we've kind of, as a society, maybe gotten away yeah. from some of that. So bringing that back uh, again for 20 years, my kids still talk about because they were little bitty kids mm -hmm. and, and you know, as they all grew, they were still small cousins. So they all sat right in that room and listened to that story and went to, went to sleep. So yeah. that's, that's an important part of, of their childhood, and it's an important part of, of the communication back and forth, you know, right. keep, keeping everybody kind of growing and you know, fantasizing, I guess, for that, lack of yeah, a better term. That storytelling, that togetherness, yeah. you know, it is important. And I think storytelling is important and imagination is important, but doing it uh, together in that way. And I like to include little bits and pieces of the, I mean, there's something autobiographical, even if it's just a little sure. bit of something in, in a lot of what I write. So I would hope that 20 years from now, my son would, would not only remember those stories, but would remember maybe some that of the piece. little things that inspired them. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, you know, storytelling is how we kept history going, you know, right. before all the technology, right. you know, it was, it was that going from town to town and telling the stories and, yeah. and that kept the, the local communities whole in knowing the story. Right. And then it, it transferred, you know, that that's kind of a lost art, but that's a bit, that's a really important part of it though, because so much of what we know about what came before us is what yeah. was written down. Yeah. And we, um, and I think that's an important part of writing down our story now is that so future generations know what it was like to live in Eastern Kentucky in sure. 2022. Um, in a very specific um, kind of personal way. Sure. It's like the Hatfields and McCoys. Right. None of us were there. Right. You know? yeah. But we've heard those stories our entire lives. Right. So we therefore feel like we know about it. And to a degree we do. Mm -hmm. But it's been handed down generation to generation to generation about what took place there. And, and that was only word of mouth. And some of it was written down. But yeah. we had to keep that story alive. Right. So you're teaching that. Yeah. Can you picture yourself in an office setting? 
collaborating with a team to solve business problems. The Business Administration program at Ashland Community and Technical College can help you get there. Students can earn a degree in accounting or management, and multiple other diploma and certificate options are available. The Business Administration program offers a variety of choices for people preparing for new careers in the business industry or looking for job advancement. The program can be completed in just two years. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. For more information, visit ashland.kctcs.edu. Yeah, that's a big part of, I mean, that's a fundamental of, I think, writing mm-hmm. education, you know, sure. is, is writing to express, but writing to preserve and, and to document our experiences and tell our stories. But you're apparently really good at it because you are the 2020 Kentucky Press Association award winner for, for the, those are the stories from the Beacon, right? right? Those yeah. are the children's stories from the Beacon, which I started writing in 2016. So it's been almost seven years now. And I've written, I think, 160 stories for The Beacon. And all of those have been on the podcast as well and and more. There's even more that have been on the podcast. Uh, But that all started with with The Beacon and those those children's stories. I was approached by The Beacon. Um, I had been writing some arts and entertainment type pieces for for them. and, And the editor approached and asked if they knew that I was... Yeah. that I wrote a lot and that I worked with kids. And so they asked, what, what do you think of writing a column of stories for kids? So I gave it a try, and it just stuck. So you're going to be that guy, and at least one of those guys. But it seems like every generation of us had that one guy that was the writer that you, you read everything you put in the paper, and, and you went to his lectures, and you listened to it because – and, and you're 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 you live in Huntington, but you're a regional guy. You're a tri-state guy. Right. Your wife and son. You you mm-hmm. live in in, uh, in in Huntington, so you you are becoming that guy that keeps the story alive for the rest of us in the generations to come. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I so, hope so. so do I. So so if there's someone listening, let's take this from both sides. A, a parent listening right now, or or a child listening right now. What what is what is the advice you give them? Um, to encourage and build this on, on both sides, as, right. as a parent and as a child, what, what do you say? How do you how do you encourage the writing and that communication? I think reading is key. Reading together, you know, yeah. and and separately, you know. But but I think it all starts with those those bedtime stories sure. that, that we share with with our kids when when they're very very young. Um, but also encouraging them to to become independent readers. The, the sooner the better, because the more we read the better storytellers we are and the right. more we might, the more likely we are to want to put those stories down so that somebody else sure. could, could read them. Uh, so I think just reading to and with your kids at a young age and encouraging them to do some of that on their own and then finding ways that they can maybe channel their own stories into writing as well. What, what about that student that's listening right now that's maybe a little more introverted but has this amazing imagination and, and this mm-hmm. ability to conjure a story but maybe is too nervous to bring that forth right. i mean and i know that's that's part of what you do here is you you pull that out of them what, right. what do you tell them to to find their inner voice and to to be strong about it to to want to talk about it well that was me you know i i was very shy and i was very introverted and i got into theater when i was in high school when i was mm-hmm. 16 
and that really helped me to to come out of my shell uh, yeah. uh, quite a bit and to find my my people in a venue. I think you have to find you need to find your thing. I think before right. you're comfortable doing right. that. Um, that's the great thing about writing is it, it can be a more individual pursuit. It can be sure. something that you know, this is just for me. Starts here, but it can be shared with right. masses. Right. Yeah. Okay, so, and man, there's so many things we can talk about. So writing plays and, and that type of stuff, what, what, what are your experiences? Because that, you know, we were talking before we came on, uh, we probably bumped into each other at the Paramount right. years, years ago. And as you said, you, you developed a, a love for the theater. But, uh, you know, when, when you're writing uh, a play, and you've written 50, that's a lot. That <laughs> seems like yeah. that's a bunch. I mean, how how does how do you shift gears to do that? It's still a story, right? But now you have to break down the parts and and the scene and, and everything right. else. Plays are different, and I've been writing plays longer than anything because I got into theater in high school, and then I majored in it in college, and I've been writing plays since I was you know, twenty three years old. You know, more than half my life now. Yeah. Um, so I'm more comfortable with that form, I think, because I've worked, you know, on stage and yeah. behind the scenes. Um, but also, plays are so different because you know, you have to build a story through through dialogue and just right. what people say to one through another. Voices, through other voices, right. yeah. Right. You don't have any of the descriptive writing that you would have in a, in a short story or a children's right. story or a novel. It's all conversation. It's all dialogue. And, and I think I've always had a knack for kind of listening to the way people talk and kind of pulling that into, you know, my stories and ideas and characters. Uh, but there's something, you know, I, I just always love to, to be able to write something and then to see people perform it on yeah. stage and in front of a live audience. There's nothing else quite like that, that energy. Yeah. Um, so that I was going to be my next question. Yeah. What's that moment like when it comes to life? It's great when it works, you know, and, and yeah. I write comedy principally. So, you know, instantly if, if it, it works, works or not, or not. Right, right. you know, an audience laughs or right. it doesn't. Um, but um, it's, it's really, it's exciting and it's fun. That's good stuff. Well, I, I think we could do several episodes with you and I, I really yeah. do enjoy talking I to so. you. I, I, I appreciate what you do. Not only just here on the campus at Ashland Community Technical College, but what you do for the students because it it becomes and and I, I noticed that it doesn't it, here at ACTC uh, there's so much interaction there's so much interpersonal relationship between professors instructors and the students uh, and you know I went here so I I feel that and and I felt that then and and to still feel that now uh, is vitally important to me as as a member of this community and I appreciate what you do. For our kids from from bedtime stories on up, man. Well, thank you. I, I think thank it's you. just I think it's fantastic. You can check out John's work, uh, John Joy's um, uh, "Read Me a Bedtime Story" in the Ashland Beacon, and check out the podcast Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. We appreciate you being here, man. You're, thank you're you. just fantastic. Thanks for joining us here today. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Scott Martin, and this has been from the Den. <laughs>